ACAST. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Missing the point. Football, wildcard playoffs just happened. I don't know if you were, what you guys were doing. I was watching it. Uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly from start to finish. Pretty unexpected turn of events in a couple of games. I don't know if you guys uh, caught those. I have uh, Ray Sean Buchanan and uh, Mike Marcangelo here with me. It was pretty crazy, honestly. The uh, the opening game, I, I I guess we should have known it was going to get crazier uh, with all these lopsided score lines. There was really only one close game, and that was Lions-Rams. We'll come on to talk about that, but we'll just do it in chronologically. The Texans, uh, they came out and they fucked up the Cleveland Browns. You know, kind of old money, smart money was on. Well, we're, are, is it going to be is it going to be the CJ Stroud show? Even if it is. That Cleveland Browns defense is pretty good. The Joe Flacco plot line is there. The is he how good is he in the playoffs? Like he's that dude. So that none of that happened. Uh, CJ Stroud just came out and fucking styled on the Cleveland Browns with little to they look like little to no effort, quite frankly. The Flacco thing got we knew it was going to get, I think, blown up at some point. But I, I don't know if we expected it to go that bad that early. And uh, one of like two elite defenses that were actually playing in this round that really didn't show up to the playoffs, just just left their asses in the regular season. So uh, my takeaway from that game was CJ Stroud is going to be a problem for a long fucking time. I mean, the shit he was doing out there looked so effortless. You know, I, I it might be hyperbolic, but I think that there's a fair a fair set of Patrick Mahomes comparisons already. We'll come on to talk about him, too, because. I mean, he's still doing ridiculous shit in the playoffs. Some of some of the stats I have on him are fucking bananas. But yeah, CJ Stroud, like I'm excited that he's here. Uh, I'm excited that he's made the Texans relevant again, like probably seven to 10 years before we even expected to start having that conversation after how badly their franchise just plummeted into fucking Valhalla. But uh, what did you guys think? Well, Mike, what was your biggest takeaway from that game? Was it were, were you more erring on the side of wow, the Browns just are frauds? Or was it C.J. Stroud was going to do that to fucking anybody that day? I think uh, Stroud was going to do that to anybody that day, only because what we've seen all year from from the Cleveland Browns is that their defense has held up. I mean, so I I don't want to call them a fraudulent defense, but I I think that they just ran into a a team that is kind of on this magical run, and we'll see how long it goes. Uh, But the Texas defense, which was not anywhere near the top 10, in the regular season, I mean, they showed up too. I, they they picked off Flacco a couple times, but Stroud becoming, I think, I think I saw it. He said the youngest uh, and the youngest QB to win a, a postseason game. Yeah, and I mean, when you think about all, like everyone was go was uh, was was on Carolina to pick CJ Stroud, and this just makes them look so much fucking worse. I mean, that's going to continue to happen too because. Bryce sucks. I'm sorry, and CJ is going to be a CJ is going to be someone that's going to be a you know a top ten quarterback in this league. I would say for like the next ten years. The cool part about this for me is that he still did it without his best weapon from the regular season, Tank Dell. So imagine how much worse it could have been <laughs> if he had his number one. Ray, what'd you think? Was it was it the CJ Stroud show or was it uh, where Cleveland just fucking they just left their asses in back in the Midwest? Uh, I, mean, I think it's probably a mix of both, but I, I would lean more to what C.J. Stroud did. I think that, you know, when you're a young quarterback or just even, uh, you know, any, any team that's in the playoffs, you want to limit the mistakes. And that's that's what Houston did, right? So 
for him to come in there throw you know sixteen or twenty one, you know two seventy two with three touchdowns, no picks. That that helps set the tone, and you know he's built a hell of a rapport uh, with Nico Collins. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's is the coach of the year, regardless of what people think. Uh, he's a hell of a down in, in Houston. So I think that you know that that was just a perfect storm to have that home game there. It might have looked different if they were at the uh, at the dog pound, but they weren't. They were at home and they they protected the crib and. It got ugly real quick. <laughs> and yeah, Flacco turned into Joe Fluco and the rest was history. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, Dave, I, I, like this, for me, like we talked about this uh, in the basketball a lot, how Larry Bird would, would affect the outcome of the game while only taking like nine or 10 shots. And like when you look, when you look at CJ Stroud's stat line, he completely dominated the game with 16 completions. Like he yeah, changed, like, loud the whole completions game. though, right? right? Like every time right. he hit it, every time he hit a fucking dart, it was like, because like I was I was sort of testing out this theory on Leah. I, I think that there's nothing more frustrating. Tell me if you guys agree when you're watching your defense play, your your favorite team's defense play, and it looks like they they've definitely blown the play, right? Like they've succeeded in blowing the blowing up the play on the offense, and then instead of that offense losing yards or turning the ball over or at least just losing it down without gaining anything, they get a first down. Like, there's nothing quite as debilitating as that. And I think that has to translate to the 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 players on the field, like the, the defenses on the field. And I, I think what I watched was I just watched him, like, demoralize them, uh, like, over and over and over again. Because there was one pass where he rolls out to his right the play is broken down and this is i think because there's so many good improvisers now in the nfl and like the way the college game looks like it, it's becoming almost a prerequisite that you you have to be able to throw on the run and like you have to be improvisational and all this all this stuff but that's a more meta conversation for another day he he rolls out to his right and he throws it across his body the thing that they just tell you never to do like the the number one rule like even in madden you're getting picked off like 99% of the time <laughs> but he ro- rolls out to his right he throws it across his body and before it even got to, i forget who actually caught the ball but before it even got to the receiver i was like oh that's good like it just looked good coming out of his hand you know and it it, it clearly just killed everybody it might have been, it looked borderline looked like a design play like it was designed to break down or something and i was like this this kid's fucking got it, man. Like, I don't know what it is, but he's fucking got it. And I also think, like, he has all the hallmarks of somebody that, although he hasn't faced serious adversity yet, like, the stakes aren't that high yet because he's, like, now the new kind of, like, happy product to to come on the market. Everybody's like, oh, wow, look at this fun thing that's here. Eventually, he'll be brought down by the weight of his own expectations right this is what happens to everybody like we'll, we'll give him another year maybe two and then it's going to be like all right when's he going to win some shit right that's going to be like uh, on his mind but i feel like i can already tell he's that guy like i can already see that he's got broad shoulders in the metaphorical sense and he's sort of able to take everything in stride and every time something happened that he needed to respond to he did so the yes yeah, 16 yep. completions i agree with you but like fucking loud completions like every time it was just a dagger in the heart of the cleveland browns defense they were like oh there was a lot of this going on from the cleveland browns and i was just like oh guys and then you can just see you could just see it slipping out of their hands so early so so early in the game and so many games were like this that was the theme of the weekend to be honest was was this like first quarter you might put some points up in garbage time later but first quarter we watched you guys fumble the bag you know like we watched it happen so i mean as far as i'm concerned the Texans, the only way is up for the Texans. I think CJ Stroud's probably the best draft pick since Patrick Mahomes. And I, I've yet to see something that convinced me otherwise. Let's look forward uh, to their game against the Ravens, which is such a fun matchup. Like the whole yeah. narrative of, of, of CJ Stroud versus Lamar. Are the Ravens going to win? Probably. Like I would probably give them like a 90% chance to win this game. But we've seen them specifically fuck this up before, right? So, and we, you know, Lamar in the playoffs and all these narratives, which I'm not sure I buy into this year, but we'll see. But what's true about that is every might, time they remind us. No, no. I mean, we had on our last show. He was actually, uh, uh, he was not damning uh, Lamar with with the you're going to fuck this up in the playoffs. He was he was pretty positive about Lamar. In fact, I and I'll say thing. every every game the Texans are in now, you're looking forward to. We were looking yeah. forward to the game against the uh, against the Browns. Obviously, the fucking Ravens game is going to be a banger too. 
And if all they have to do is play the way that they played against Cleveland, I know, yes, you're right, Ray. It's on the road now. This is a different story, especially going, I, I mean, yep. for me personally, if I was a team built like the Texans, I'd rather be going to the 49ers right now. If you're taking the two favorites for the Super Bowl between yep. the 49ers and the Ravens, I'd probably rather be going to the, to the 49ers because at least, at least you can show them something they haven't seen before. But I think that the problem is that Ravens defense is going to come out and be like, oh, CJ Stroud, we scrimmage against Lamar Jackson every single week. So let's see what you can really do. And like, it's, it might not be pretty, but regardless, he's, he's done what he needs to do already. He's like, at this point, he's playing with house money, right? So uh, Ray, what do you think? What do you think? I mean, that this is my theory on it. I think the Ravens are definitely going to stomp them, but like they continue to surprise. So what do you think is going to happen next weekend? So, I mean, I I, I kind of had this with a caveat, so I feel like the Ravens are going to win, but I will say this, if they come out slow, you better watch out. <laughs> because if they come out slow, CJ Stroud, to me, it's to me, somebody, I feel like he's a player that notices, it's, it's like a shark and it, uh, that, that notices blood in the water. He, he He's going he's going to go out. Go That's out certainly there. what happened against Cleveland. I'll yeah, tell exactly. you. I feel like they Lamar and company better come out swinging, because if not, you know they'll be on they'll be on the they'll be on the couch very shortly. So, but I I got Baltimore winning. Yeah, I I also think that Baltimore is probably going to win this game. But the thing that I would say, uh, I'll just ask, I'll just ask you, Ray, is for a team that is already outperformed like way where they sh- where they're supposed to be. Do you really think like home or road games matter to them? They're not supposed to be there anyway. Yeah, I, I mean that. That's I mean that's true. I, th- I think that makes sense. But you know, sometimes you may have a few plays in the game where you think about it. Like I, I think obviously you shouldn't be thinking about it because it's as playoffs. So whether you're at home on the road, like you should be looking to win the game and and give give it your all. But I think sometimes I mean who knows? Maybe they won't rec- they won't recognize the magnitude of the moment. Maybe they won't. But right, I, I'm just saying there could be some moments when they do, and that could cost them the game. So yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. you, you want to win. I, once you're there, you want you want to win as much as possible. So I think um, I wouldn't be surprised. I agree with that too. But like DK, to your point, uh, you know, if if you say if the Ravens defense are going to say, oh, like you have CJ Stroud, we scrimmage against Lamar Jackson, the same thing. Oh, like he's not Lamar, but I mean, the, the Texas defense is used to is used to going <laughs> against a mobile quarterback that can make throws you're not supposed to be able to make. Right. Yeah, but my opinion on the Mark Jackson but, season is that, and again, like there's the playoffs are a different beast and like you immediately become found out, like everything becomes found out immediately in the playoffs. So I'm not saying this won't happen, but my theory on the Mar is like, it doesn't matter if you know what he's going to do. It doesn't, he's just, right. he graduated to that level from, from his play this year. Like it doesn't what? matter if you know what he's going to do. It doesn't matter if you think you have him. It does, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, I just think he's, He's he's graduated from that era of his career and he's leveled up. He's leveled up mentally. He's leveled up. I mean, he's always been like max level physically. And I think that his weapons have leveled up so much that like, and I think, does he have Mark Andrews back? He does, right? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't think so. I think he does. Dude. <clears throat> Let me look that up. Hold on. I'm like 99% sure. Because obviously but, it's going to play a part. Yeah. When he's I, practicing. He's practicing. I mean, that's huge. Uh, but if, if yeah, if that happens, that that is huge. What I would what I would say to you though is, um, you know, for home and home field to matter, and for the Texans to be going on the road to, to Baltimore, I think what nullifies that entire premise is that the Ravens were supposed to be here sooner, and the Texans aren't supposed to be here yet. Yeah, so I, I just think, think there, I just think in the divisional there. round, in the divisional round, like we're still in my in wild card mode in the divisional round. I just think that the teams are a little bit more serious. You know, like I just think everybody that's involved, like they had a bye week for a reason. And I just think at this point, you can't like the Texans have gotten here on their pluck and their courage. But I, I think it might take a second for them to. Uh, yeah, but they're not here yet, I guess, is my it's my response to what you're saying. Like, I don't think that they're where you're saying that they are. And I think that the Ravens are. And I think that I don't I think this is the boring answer. I don't want this to be the case. But I think they're going to go in there, and it's going to be like, oh, okay, the Ravens are a very big boy, like a yeah. football team, and like we've seen that, right? Yeah. And if they're going to get taken down yeah. by someone, it's going to be need to be someone of the caliber of the 49ers. So, but wouldn't I'll, it be? But yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't it be like 
classic Lamar to be taken down by a team that's not so up you to are, his You are saying that it didn't take long. Well, no, while you, while, while you, were, uh, while you stepped away, I did say that I think that the Ravens are going to win. I, and I, mean, they, I think they're going to win by, by seven. I, I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. But I do think that this is the type of game that the, the, the Lamar Jackson Ravens lose. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I mean, it's a yeah. banana field for yeah. sure. They're, they're tough to play against. You know, it's it's one of two things. Either they're gonna win by seven, like Mike said, or it's gonna be twenty ten Patriots versus Jets, where we we and murder them in a regular season. They came into Foxborough and beat our ass by two touchdowns. That's what's gonna yep. happen. So, you know, either he's gonna go Mark Sanchez on this, which which makes me sick to even say. That's he, not. That's not. <laughs> that's to the listening public. That's very Patriots related. Mark Sanchez. All, yeah, very. Because that's very, very, every other team in the NFL is like, what? Just come and lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is he gonna go full Sanchez or are they gonna go full? I, I can full Sanchez say sounds like a sex a sex thing. Sure does. We're giving it, you. A, it, we're it, gonna it, give it, you a full Sanchez. It, it, it wasn't sexy what happened to us. I tell you that. <laughs> it wasn't sexy what happened to the Jets either. You know, have any idea how much money they gave that guy for nothing? Yeah, that's so. Hey, it is what it is. We'll see the game. It'll be exciting. It's a banger. I, I'm a little concerned that it's it's because it's the divisional round. The you know I do also think the coming out slowly point I think is the one that will come true. I'm I'm not one to subscribe to the narratives of like I like these are professionals. You know they're trying to win a fucking chip. I'm not one to subscribe to the to the theories of like oh well they're the plucky underdog and they're this and they're they're going to read into the narrative. I think I don't think that happens to teams like the Ravens, but. The coming out slow thing is a real thing. You almost want to play every week. You know, they're like the players have attested to this. You get a little sluggish. You're not really in rhythm as much as you, you, you'd like to be. When and the, and the Ravens were kind of rolling. Like they were handing out fucking back-to-back L's to Super Bowl champs towards the end of the season. They were really one of the only teams that looked seriously on point. So for them to have that week off, it might be detrimental to them. They might, they might come out slow. And I think if I was the Texans, I would be game planning to, to a punch them in the mouth approach, a very early punch them in the mouth approach, because I think that a is actually the way to beat this Ravens team. If there is one. And I think they might be a little slow off the blocks, but man, they're very talented. They're really, really very talented. I, I have a tough time nagging on them because I have a really fun time watching their defense. Like I'm a little mad that we traded them like our best linebacker for nothing. It's, it sounds like, but He's a lot of fun to watch. He's a lot of fun to watch the Bears. He's even more fun to watch the Ravens because he's surrounded by fucking studs. I like the Ravens. I like when they have a good defense. Maybe it's just the era I come from, but that's it's whatever. And Lamar Jackson is the most fun man to watch play football. So I, uh, I, I, I don't mean to oversimplify it, but that's where I'm at with them. Okay, well, we did that first game and we did a preview. So you see how we packaged it in there? I thought that was very professional podcasting from everybody across the board. <laughs> All right, here we are. We're doing it. The Packers came out in Rollick. Oh, whoa. I thought we were going uh, in, in order here. Was that not? Oh, that's right. The Dolphins played the Chiefs. Yeah, well, well kind of. <laughs> well, I, I'd, say, I'd say there was a couple of surprises in that game. The conventional wisdom paid off, right? Like if you were going, the Dolphins are on the road in cold weather, et cetera, et cetera. Tua versus Mahomes, et cetera, et cetera. Their last few weeks of form especially the Dolphins, just really looking underwhelming for the last few weeks of the season. I, I thought maybe their offense would, could click back into gear because of the players that they have. I kind of knew that their defense was all done due to injury. I mean, I'm not blaming them. I don't think that they're a bad team. I just think that the, their defense got really, really beat up. I think Bosa being their central sort of defensive pivot, their, their, their fulcrum uh, not being in, wasn't talked about quite as much as some of the other key injuries across the league. I thought it, they didn't do a great job of feeding into that narrative, but it was true. I'm not saying that they should be using that as excuses for looking kind of as really turgid as they did, especially offensively. But I, I, I'm not writing off the, the, the Miami Dolphins because of this. I think they're going to be good again next year. And I think that there's you can see the stuff that needs fixing and you need a little bit of injury luck. Uh is that, am I being too soft on them? Or, or, you know, maybe I'm not giving the Chiefs enough credit. I, I don't know. How do you guys think, feel about it? I think you might uh, be being just a little too soft on them. Only, People only have been the... really hard on them all, all week. All week like, well, well, really hard on them. But the, the fact of the matter is the, the New England Patriots beat, beat more teams with a winning record this season than the Miami Dolphins did. Wild. 
I like that's not great. That is not a great statistic to have when, when you're comparing a four and thirteen team. Yeah, I and, think and I they think, definitely did run up the score on shitty teams, and I think that that was like a narrative we did discuss as the season went on. But like, you can only play who's put in front of you. I know we've had this conversation a million times. Like, well, it's not their fault. Right. But they didn't beat the good teams that were in front of them. That's fair which, enough. Which, but which, I think which, those which good teams argument. were very specifically built. They were very specifically built to to kind of beat up on the Dolphins. They should have beaten the Cowboys when they played the Cowboys. That's the one where I'm like, I mean, now now we look at it and it's like you should have won that fucking game. But yeah. other than that, I mean, I would have expected those teams to beat the beat the Dolphins. I'm not saying that they're like, you know, they're out of this world good, but I mean, everyone's writing them off. Everyone has people were waiting to do this to Tua. Right. Like everybody was waiting to, to just literally just be like, yo, he's not that dude. He's, he doesn't have the fucking arm talent. He's not that fucking guy. I mean, that might be may or may not be true, but I know that there was people sitting in the woods just waiting to come fucking absolutely kill to us. So I guess, <laughs> Ray, now's your time. So I'm so glad you asked, buddy. This this is a theme with the people that went to his school and we'll we'll get on. We'll get into it later on in, in the show when we because we're going in order with the games. But. There just seems to be a theme with Alabama quarterbacks. If everything is not perfect, it's not going to go well. And that, that was another example we saw on, on, on Saturday night. Um, you know, you had Hill back. Water was back. They had one of the best running games all, all season. And they folded like a cheap tent. It happens. But, you know, we should have saw this coming. Like you, like you alluded to, Mike, we've seen this all, all season. and. You know, whenever, yeah, just the schedule is the schedule. But at the same time, if you're not beating who's in front of you, uh, when you have what people may think was the best offense in, in the league at, at times when, when they were on, and, you know, Tyreek Hill was going to break all kinds of records uh, going into the season. So, yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> you know, I, listen, as someone who lived out there, I was ecstatic to see them fucking lose because a, a lot of you Miami fans are getting really beside yourselves. You haven't won a playoff game since Jay Fiedler. Right. And I'm like, you know, and Fred Taylor is the reason why your beloved Dan Marino got, was sent home forever. So let, let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves. You haven't done anything in a long time. You're the, you're the down south, you're the East Coast version of, of the Cowboys. Because all, all y'all talk about is, you know, is, is Dolphins every year. And I know the song Miami Dolphins number one. They're not number one. They're not number two. They're not number three. They're not number four. But the, but they're on the couch. So congratulations to a congratulations Mike McDaniel uh, and company. Enjoy some snappers on four forty one and and enjoy your summer vacation in Cancun. I would just say that that the what we've learned and what this what what this really really helps shine a light to. But it's it's not something that we haven't seen before. Is that a Miami team? that is built on speed offensively is just like the old school days of a dome team that was, that was high powered. The one thing that can counteract all of that are the elements. And when you go to Kansas city, when it's negative uh, four degrees and the wind chill is negative 20 degrees, you're not as fast. The ball's not going as fast. And unfortunately for Tua and the dolphins, this is, this is, and has been, the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has had as a member of, of the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm -hmm. So they were able to keep uh, the Chiefs alive in, in the playoff hunt and allowed for the Rasheed Rice coming out party. You know, eight catches for 130 and a touchdown. And if he's getting 100 yards a game and Travis Kelsey's still getting seven, seven for 70, like that offense is just as good as it used to be. I'm not, not you know, not a Tyreek, but it's just as good as it was last year. And they, they won the fucking Super Bowl last year. So you're so, saying you're saying that it wasn't the Miami defense playing very very soft and very very hurt. They were like saving this for their playoff games. Like they just decided that like Travis Kelsey. Well, no, no, no. I, I, I said that uh, the the biggest counter to everything that Miami does well are the elements that they faced in Kansas City. Right. And that this is the best defense that Patrick Mahomes. No, I get that part, time. but it's like but, your. But so, as far as their weapons go, I mean, I I think there's a good chance we don't see those two players that you name check specifically have as good of games as they had uh, it, it, moving forward in the playoffs against the very weak in Miami Dolphins defense. Like, I don't know if we can like pack that one on the but, wall when they spent like weeks and weeks sucking both those guys, but, like Kelsey has done that good for the last yeah, few but, of the season. What, when they played in Germany in the regular season and Miami was at full strength on defense, Mahomes still did what he did. 
and Travis Kelsey still did. Miami almost came Pacheco. back in that game. Miami almost came back and won that game. It was right, like but score away. It's so like they were way closer. They were just way closer and more competitive when they were fully healthy. Is the I think that the what what I would gather from that game. Like I just think like yes, the elements. I agree with you wholeheartedly that the elements. Like I mean, but also it is fun to clown on teams from warm weather areas when they fuck up in the elements. Cause it always does look a little funny. Cause it's like, they're always making like those mistakes, you know, like they're fumbling, they're slipping, they're doing this, they're doing that. It's like, sucks to suck guys. Like I'm a fan of a cold weather team myself. So I'm always just like, I don't know, dude, get better. I don't know what to tell you. Fucking you guys yeah. got money. Simulate it. Like, I don't know what the fuck it's like. It's, it's, it's the same thing we used to say about the saints and Drew Brees and then Peyton Manning and, and before he won. It's just like, they just could not translate outside until they did. In, you know? in the two thousands, when Drew Brees came through Chicago, when Chicago was getting into the playoffs on a regular basis, I was never scared of the Saints coming to Chicago no. in, in playoff time ever. Like not, I was like, okay, so that's good. We'll win that game. And that was a Drew Brees led Saints. Like that's how cocky right. I was with those fuckers in that era. And like also how many good quarterbacks there were, which is again, a different conversation, but you're just like, I'm not scared of fucking Drew Brees. If Drew Brees was in today's NFL, he would just be lighting it up right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, he would be throwing for 7,000 yards a game. You remember his yardage stat lines were always like absurd. <laughs> like they're, yeah. they're always so fucking high because you throw the ball like 46 times in a game. But anyway, I digress. I miss that guy. Uh, I miss those old Chicago teams too, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I mean, I sort of agree. I just, I, I, feel, I feel like I'm trying to defend them a little bit because I knew you guys would kill them. But like, honestly, they got absolutely fucking destroyed. So uh, it is what it is. It's, it, they're not really, the corpse in Miami are, are, is not my responsibility. They need to go get their act together. All right. The Packers flew down to Dallas for a little vacation from that fucking hellscape uh, that I imagine Green Bay is. Because like, what even is Green Bay? I'm like, what kind of fucking city is that type of football team? Fucking stupid. But uh, anyway, I digress. They go down to Dallas and they put an absolute fucking hurting on the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, To quote the Cardinals coach after the Bears came back against them in the regular season in 2006, they really are who they who we thought they were. I we and they let them off the hook. It's crazy how Cowboys the Cowboys were. In that game, like they came and they were just like they had cowboys on their cereal that morning. They had cowboys in their protein (laughs) shakes. They showered with cowboys. They brushed their teeth with cowboys. They did every single thing that the cowboys do to cowboys all over a playoff game against the Packers specifically. Like I couldn't even talk myself into it. I was like, what if I would like go down that road? and I'd be like, what if the what if the Packers? I mean, the Packers always beat the fucking cowboys in the playoffs. And I was like. But no, like surely not this time. Like surely not when the when the talent disparity is and the salary disparity is this fucking high across the entire roster and they're at home and they've looked really good this season at times. And like there's just surely. But no, Dak Prescott came out and just laid an absolute fucking egg, just laid an absolute egg. And like, quite frankly, He's annoying. Like, he's fucking annoying. Like, the yeah, here we go is annoying as fuck. The shit he says in press conferences is annoying as fuck. Like, oh, I just, I don't know if you guys knew this, but there's like a good way to step backwards when you're the quarterback. I'm like, dude, seriously, like, fucking kill yourself. I, I can't. So then for him to come out, for him to come out and lay a fucking egg like that after it was like, here's, here's another quote by him. Uh, L- LV everything. LV everything because of the number of the Super Bowl and that it's in Las Vegas. He's like, I bought my girl a bag. I don't even know if she liked that bag, but like I got her Louis Vuitton because it's LV everything. I'm like, that's cool. That's not how you get to the Super Bowl, bro. You have to play good. You're like, it's not, the, you're, you can't cast the spell by picking letters wherever you go and be like, I'm mentally, I'm so there. To, I'm like, dude, just play good. Just play good. Yeah, I've seen you play good. Play good. Wasn't on the cards for Dak. Was not on the cards for Dak. And I've seen revisionist of Rex Ryan. Oh, how are you going to blame Dak Prescott? How am I going to blame? Because he would play like shit. He was like, that defense folded. I'm like, because he set the tone. Honestly, I can't think of another reason as to why the defense folded so fucking hard. But Dak set the fucking tone. He was like, he let me know. He let you guys know. And he let the world know. And especially he let the Packers know. Just so you guys know, this is the Dak you're getting today. Right away. He was like, this is the Dak you're getting today. 
you really should win this game. It'll be almost be embarrassing if you didn't watch this. That pick six he threw was diabolically bad. I genuinely don't think that I would fucking throw that. I, I genuinely don't think I would throw that pick six. I think I'd be like, oh shit, I think I could look that one off. I really do. It was so bad. I've never seen anything like it. I was gunning for a worst ever playoff performance uh, uh, in the group chat. His QBR was a little bit better because he docked, right? He like he was like, oh, garbage time, sweet. And he just started like throwing darts in garbage time when the game was long gone. Long gone. It was it it was it would have been enjoyable if it wasn't so fucking sickening. Honestly, I I would have had a good time if I wasn't so fucking disgusted by that. Like it was a pathetic fucking performance. Honestly, they should all go home and think about what they did. They every single one of them <laughs> to a fucking man. And I quite frank. And then Jerry Jones wept. He wept afterwards to the fucking to the press. I'm like, I'm at the point where I went from like I don't know, man. That defense is pretty scrappy to like burn the stadium down, burn it down and take that football team away from them. That's like actually where I'm at with them. It's fucking crazy, dude. That's all I got. I, I just, I, he wept to reporters. He's like a billionaire. He's crying because his fucking football team lost. Don't cry to, also, he looks weird when he cries because he's a million years old. He looks fucking weird when he cries. His fucking eyes were like bugging out like Gollum. I thought there was a filter on his face, like one of those weird filters from like the kids apps the tiktokers <laughs> oh man what a fucking clown of an organization that is honestly they are they they're they're that meme with the guy just like steadily putting on more and more clown makeup until he's fully <laughs> a clown unbelievable like I, I, they should all be ashamed of themselves and i i think they should blow the whole team up i think they should blow the whole fucking team up i think jerry jones should retire and give it to whoever's up next <laughs> there, i'm sure there's some succession plan I think that Mike McCarthy should never be allowed to coach in the NFL ever again. I think that Dak Prescott should be the backup on maybe an arena football team. I don't know. I get him out of the NFL, though, because I didn't think the cadence alone is enough. Somebody stop me here because I, I could fucking do this all day. What did you think, Mike? Was it a good Packers performance or did Dallas just Dallas everywhere all over their face? Well, chest? I do think that there was an element of. Dak, uh, Dak Prescott, tra you know, transforming into Dak Jones, but they weren't. I mean, I, I th there was something to the fact I said this. I said this in the group chat of Green Bay winning the toss, electing to receive, and scoring on the first drive. Like they put pressure on a team that they knew could not fucking handle pressure. Yeah, but the here's playoffs. the part you're missing. <clears throat> M scoring on the first drive <clears throat> was so easy. Like right. scoring well, on the first drive was incredibly easy for them. Like the yeah, but yeah, but I wanted. I know what you're saying, but like the game after one quarter was still seven nothing, but it felt like they were still up. Do you think the, that's why Dak fucked scores. the game up? Because he's such a mental midget that he could yes. be like, oh yes. my god, they scored yes. one touchdown, like everything's gonna go to shit. Like that's because what when because when they're down what thirty, when they're down forty three to seven, all of a sudden, uh, or forty one to seven, all of a sudden he, he comes roaring back and he throws for uh, he threw for three hundred yards in, in in the fucking second half. <laughs> because there was no pressure, the game was over. They knew that he couldn't, uh, that they couldn't win. I, I think that I, I do want to give a little bit of, of of props to Jordan Love. I know he's not your favorite guy, uh, but well, I, do I just think can't, that, I can't fathom. I do a, think that he third, shows a up. Third fucking shows great, up. a third fucking great Packers is QB. I can't like I, I feel like I'm done if that happens. Like it's I what what the fuck. If that happens, so I can't believe that. I just I have to fight again. I have to. No, I, 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 I hear you. Uh, uh, but Aaron Jones had, had his best game of the season, and I, I said this. I think I said it to you during the game. Like when you when you look at uh, guys like Romeo Dobbs, Musgrave, and uh, uh, Dontavian Wicks, and Christian fucking Watson, Aaron Rodgers left that team because he said they didn't have weapons. <laughs> They yeah, look but, like they have okay weapons to me. Yeah, but in I, I will defend Aaron Rodgers for a second. He's a moron. So when he <laughs> stupid, stupid shit comes out of his mouth, he can't yeah. help it. Like it's not his fault. Like the, his brain doesn't work like the rest of our brain. I, I asked Jimmy Kimmel. But <laughs> he fucking decimated Aaron Rodgers, by the way. That was fucking 10 8 round. <laughs> Just putting that out there. Wow. It, it, it was fucking beautiful. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> like, it, it it was great to see, and you know, 
my other half of my family is in Texas. So I, you know, you know, they get on me all the time about being a Patriots fan. I'm like, look, I said, you haven't done anything since Clinton was rocking with Monica Lewinsky. And that that's, you know, once again, that's that's not an opinion. That's a stone cold fact, baby. So you got you haven't done anything. So I'm just like, the Packers have more wins in that stadium in the playoffs than you do. That's fucking wild. That's insane. Three to three to two. Three to two. We're not talking odds. That's embarrassing. <laughs> so like, that that is that's that's pathetic. That is pathetic. That it hasn't mattered if it's Brett Favre. It hasn't mattered if it's Aaron Rodgers. Hell, it might have won with Matt Flynn or Craig Knoll. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, that that's a throwback for people that don't know. But, they look that up. But <laughs> they they might have won with those guys coming in there. That that's how bad it is. But I will say to Jordan Love's credit, man, he he looked like 12 on Sunday. Them them <laughs> them back them back for drops and you know finding guys just throwing across the field. I was like, whoa. And but once again, it, it was it, it was there. And you know, Dave, you know, cover your ears, but. It's it's been there since that Kansas City game earlier this season. When they won that game, he's been on fire since. And I'm like, they they've been playing for their fight, uh, playoff lives uh, essentially the last month of the season. So they they were white hot coming in there, and Aaron Jones had a game of his life. And well, which I mean, he he plays well against the Cowboys, anyways. But yeah, they came in there and dominated. But yeah, Jordan Love was impressive. The whole team was impressive. That but that I feel like we say this like almost every week and definitely every year. That rollout and and uh, and scramble and when he threw it like fucking a hundred yards in the air, mm-hmm. and there was ten minutes between the, the, the time that the ball came down mm-hmm. and was it was it Dobbs or Musgraves? No, uh, Dobbs. Caught it. Dobbs, and, yeah. And there wasn't a single fucking cowboy, cowboy near him. It's like, yep. How does that happen? But but it, I honestly yeah. thought that I thought the fucking TV was broken. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I couldn't fucking believe it. How long that shot. It was a pretty wide shot. Like there was yeah. a lot of field in the shot. Like it wasn't super zoomed in to homeboy catching nope. the ball. And then it was, and there was enough field with no Cowboys in it for the longest time to the point where they, my man like overran the pass, came back came to back. it, and he didn't turn around super quick. Like he was like, oh shit, I got to come back and catch this ball. Then he turned, then he caught it, and he was like, oh shit, I think I can run. Maybe to the end zone. <laughs> he turns back around and starts fucking running. And then a cowboy enters the frame. Then a cowboy enters the fucking frame. Like, I swear to Christ, it was like if you were making a movie about cowboys, but you said it in 2024. They're like, they're nowhere to be seen. You know what yeah. I mean? It doesn't make sense. They're nowhere. You can't find them. <laughs> like, it's just, they just yeah. didn't show up, you know? I, it's it's wild. It was a my, my, wild my series of events. Right, my my only disappointment was that there wasn't a hail mary, could they they would have caught it, a hundred percent they would have. Right. Would have caught it. So, you know, maybe maybe they'll get it next week. Uh, against San Fran, but I I I just to me that 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 was my only disappointment. It wasn't a hail mary, or a roll up to your left where you're finding a Jeff Janis on the corner, like he throwing thirty five yards the other way to get a to get a first down. Um, but yeah, it's it's wild. Um, but three straight I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Dave. I just I don't I don't know how they keep fucking doing this, but I'm with you. I'm holding out too. I just I can't believe that they might have found another fucking quarterback that can play well in that division. That's it's unreal. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's very upsetting. Uh, I'm hoping yeah. they just come get stomped on by the fucking 49ers, To be honest, that's that's my uh, that's my only hope in this life now. Um, Rams Lions was the one game I said was gonna be a blowout. And it was the closest game of the weekend by a lot. It was a great game. It was thoroughly enjoyable. I had no idea who was going to win by the end. I blame McVay for losing that game. Because by the time he punted that ball away with three-something left on the clock, he had one timeout left. That's dumb. You're dumb. It's a close game. Like, you fucked yourself. A. B. Puka is catching everything you're throwing at him. Like, any ball that you're throwing in his direction, he's catching it. He's styling on this team. The only time a player plays like that in a playoff game and loses the game is if the coach fucks something up and doesn't let him win the game for his team. And they didn't fucking see the ball again. That was it. It was fucking game, dude. And quite frankly, 
there was just because if because he was playing Dan Campbell too, because Dan Campbell would have been like, huh, yeah, we're going for that shit. Like, <laughs> they wouldn't have even looked in his direction. They would have known they were going for that shit if the roles were reversed. I and mean, McFay's like, well, the analytics say then maybe. And I'm like, you're a pussy. You're a fucking bitch. That's what happened. You're a bitch. And now you're at home. And like, I knew there was always something about that motherfucker I didn't like. It was like, he's, no, I know he's good. And I know he's I got the brain and the Shanahan school of coaching and all the guys there. I usually like him. But there's something about how he fucking gels his hair that I'm like, no, I fucking hate him, I think. And then it proved it to me because he's got no fucking marrow in his spine. He's spineless. And, and you know, he who dares wins in this league. And the game was there to be won. That's all I'm saying. The way that I looked at it, though, adds to the, to the whole narrative is that he he kicked it back to the Lions because he truly did not believe that Jared Goff could win the game. Yep. Like that's yeah, why. Like, he, that's why. But like that's why he's so cunty, dude. That's serving. Bro, I, I I know. Like I know, that makes you a why... fucking cunt, bro. Like and and then, and then that quarterback that you said goodbye, bye, bye, bye to, he fucking he beat you. That was it. And because you didn't say Jared Goff can't drive down the field and score on me, he you didn't say that. You said. He can't get two first downs. You're a dick. You're a fucking dick. Anyone can do that. You're a fucking asshole. Just win the fucking game. Puka was literally uncoverable. He was just, don't be a dick. He was uncoverable. Like, I was like, damn, I I was wrong. Like, I did not know this. The Rams look like the better team. They look like the better team towards the end of that game. Everything was on the Rams doing it. And then McVay was like, nah. Ray, am I crazy? Did you, were you Oh, no. fucking pulling out your hair watching him punt that ball yeah i mean i i thought yeah when they went for the field goal they were down 24 20 right yeah and i'm like why i might just just go for it go for it like, that too getting, that too I'm, it didn't make a fucking difference and what and and, and I, I almost so i feel sick for you even saying like but it's just true sunday night was not the time to force feed it to cooper cup at that time in the game and i, I know that's wild to say because cooper cup is phenomenal when he's on it wasn't his night Puka Nakua was do getting whatever he whatever he wanted, whatever he wanted. The world could see it. Yeah, you got you got to find, like you said, you got to find him in in that moment. You know, it gave me shades of To in the Super Bowl. I mean, obviously he was Puka wasn't hurt, but you know, I remember To just getting whatever he wanted, and you know, we didn't have an answer. It happens. Feed, excuse me, feed him more, and I I just don't get why. Let's say they went away from him. I don't know. I thought Kyron Williams should have gotten involved a little bit more too, because I felt like he came on really strong. He did uh, get involved, though. I feel like I think he was making. You know I'm saying, but even more though, I felt like you know running the ball in the playoffs controls the game, and you can't just maybe run it once or twice and then it'd be like, all right, we'll throw the next seven downs and then run it again. It's like I feel like it needed to be more of a balance, especially with how um, uh, what do you call it? Especially how strong he was in the second half of the uh, year, in my opinion, uh, being Kyron Williams. So, yeah, I just feel like they, they went away from him. It matter. But, like, so once again, they got two fifth rounders that they could build around going forward because them, them two are very special. And once it was supposed to be a year of a rebuild, but they have some nice building blocks going forward. Yeah, I don't blame him. I, I don't blame him for moving away from uh, Kyron Williams only because it's tough to stick with the running game down 14 to three after the first. So, like, you have to, like, you have to do. And then when, when Nakua is just like, to what you both just said, like there was nothing he couldn't do on the field. Like he was, like, what, what was it? Nine for one eighty? Is that is that the line? So no, it was, it was fucking dumb. And everyone knew that that Stafford was looking his way, and they still couldn't stop it. And I think at the end of the day, just my opinion that it was McVay's arrogance that that, that cost him this game. And I love the fact that on second fucking down to win the game, like Campbell's just like, you know what, Goff, just go out and throw it. And he got the first down. It was like, what, what was it? Second and seven, and and he, and he got eight, and, and that was and that was that was the game. Yep. And the the Lions, this is a team again in our lifetime when the pressure's on, and they folded, and they almost folded this time. So we're, we're seeing that there is that fucking growth. The defense of the Lions is not good. <laughs> it's no. not good at all. No, I mean, I was pretty sure they were going to win this game, but I I was. Also, pretty sure we weren't going to see them get any further. But now that I know they're playing the Bucks, maybe <laughs> we might see an even deeper run from <laughs> this fucking Lions team. How strong is the NFC North, huh? I mean, geez, there's still fucking two motherfucking teams kicking around this playoffs. That fucking West, 
Not so much. You know, I mean, he, I'm just saying, he, or the East, the East, I mean, the fucking, yeah. yeah, the East, the fucking, both, both their front runners out. Fuck. I mean, I, not what I expected, but I don't see the fucking Lions doing much. Uh, I mean, damn, though, they're playing the books. What do you think? They got another home game, dude. I'm telling you, the Bucks aren't the team that's going to come into Ford Field and beat Detroit. It's just, I don't think that's it would be happen. cool. It's not going to happen, but it would be cool to see a Packers, uh, a Packers Lions NFC Championship game. That would be a lot of fun. Okay. That, but wait, wait a minute. Wouldn't that really piss you off? Yeah, but no, it would be fun. <laughs> no, it would be fun. That would be fun for me. I'd be like, look how hard my division is. Look at this. We're fucking swimming with sharks. We're swimming with sharks in there. Okay, moving on. Steelers, Bills. Uh, yeah, it was too bad. I, I sort of felt like. I do think that the refs had a bad game in that game, but then after reading like all the complaints from the wider Steeler fan community on the internet, I was like, stop pitching, like stop pitching. You didn't do enough <laughs> to win that fucking game. Seriously. You didn't, you didn't. And like, I was watching the game being like, damn, like the fucking refs are having a rough game. Like Josh Allen, like fake slid, which is a little cheap. I have to say like the fake slides. Well, a little yeah, what, a run, though. what a run. It was a good run, but he fake slid. And I just think like, I think, they weren't calling the game the hits on on Rudolph quite as as tightly as they were calling the hits on on uh, Josh Allen. I get it, I I do get it, but it was a little tough. Also, like the game was done on a fourth down play with clear pass interference right before that, and that's tough too. However, you didn't do enough to win the game. I thought that they there was a glimmer of what the Steelers would have had to look like to win that game in the second half if they had to come out like that. I think that, you know, and, and Rudolph really had to been able to get it going. That might have been something. But, you know, real bad mental errors to, to start the game. Pickens, bitch, 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 like shade in the fucking media about like about his usage and then he coughs up the fucking rock like right away, like right away to start out, start out the fucking game. Like that's not a good look, dude. Fryermuth, your tight end. What a safe pair of hands coughs it up they get lucky with that no call like honestly that was um, that was a turnover like that was a fucking turnover so i don't you know i think they're trying to keep it competitive at that point but that was a clear turnover to me and i just think like and you know i i put that also in the refs just didn't have their best day column you know i'm not saying that there was bias they just had a bad day which does seem to lean one team when it happens right i mean it's always going to favor one team but I don't know. I mean, I, I thought Tomlin caught a lot of flack after. I heard some sound bites of like, you know, being above 500 isn't winning. And it's like, well, he's, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a championship winning coach. I mean, it's like he's, he's always above 500. I would keep him personally. Um, hey, I have a lot of respect for him. Say, they say he was going back for next year. So. Oh, great. Did, it, did that just happen today? Because he, he, yeah, he, he walked um, out of the fucking press conference last night. Oh, that, that, that was awesome. That, that yeah. was great. <laughs> I, I walk he rolled like, his eyes. Well, I mean, let's talk about the fucking game. <laughs> yeah. Now my contract. Like don't don't be dumb. Yeah. So that was cool. I don't know. He. They missed, I think they, they, they could walk though. Yeah, I mean, obviously they couldn't get any pressure in the in the in uh, like at all on the on the QB, and we sort of knew that coming in. And like Minka fucking blew a tackle for a really easy uh, touchdown, which is crazy. And it was I mean the guy did good, but he stayed up. Like I think Minka thought he had him down, and then that was pretty much them calling game. So I guess the real question is like. The Steelers are going home now, so it is what it is on that front. But, like, looking at the Bills, like, they have won six games in a row. They have put together essentially what we've been asking them to put together. Going into a postseason, we were really, really out on them because they kept fucking up, and it was, like, totally fair to be out on them. But, I mean, has, has anybody's mind been changed? They're about to play the Chiefs, and the Chief, not the Chiefs of yesteryear. Yes, they have the best defense that, that Mahomes has probably has had in a while. But I don't know, man. I, I mean... This is a tough one to call. That I I don't know which which Bills team and which Chiefs team is going to show I, up. I don't I don't know, Jim. No, I don't. <laughs> I fucking don't. I I mean the the if the Chiefs if the Chiefs of last week show up and the Bills of last week show up, I think that the Chiefs win, just because of the Patrick Mahomes factor. But they they haven't looked like that as much as the as the Bills have over the last six weeks. So I mean, I I think I'd rather just preview this game because it's interesting. What do you what do you guys think is going to happen in the divisional round? So I, I know this, I, I just, it's, it's my team, so I, I have to use this reference, but this feels like, oh, 2006 when the Patriots faced the Colts and Manny oh. finally beat, yeah, finally, finally beat Brady. If Josh doesn't get it done now, he'll never beat them. They're finally better than the Chiefs right now. I feel like they have the better roster right now. And I think that it's it's time. They're they're at home. You know, it's the third time of the charm. Once again, they played in one of the greatest uh you know, division around games we've ever seen. 
you know, Mike and I did a show right after that when it, when it, when it came out a couple of years ago. One of my favorite shows that we did here, I was really, really proud of that. So yeah, I, I think that they come out swinging. It's going to be a shootout, obviously. Yeah. I, I, the team is going to stop one another, but it, it's time for Stefan Diggs to step the fuck up, though. He, he's been really silent, and, you know, the holidays is over. You don't need a silent night. You need to wake the fuck yeah, up. But, but to that point, though, I think Diggs has learned, and I think what he's trying to do is if he's the only option, they don't win anything. So yeah. now, like, you actually have to show respect to Kincaid and to Khalil Shakir, right? And if if Stefan Diggs is... Uh, is is having a not a like an all star you know fucking first half. Mm-hmm. I think he's. I, I think he'll show up in the second. But the thing of so this game, I would just say everything that the Bills do well offensively fits into what Kansas City does well defensively. They do not over pursue. They they will you will not see a seventy six yard rush by uh, or seventy six yards rushing by Josh Allen in this game. It won't happen. Because they're they're not going to collapse the pocket like that. They're going to keep him back there, and they're good in coverage. So, I I and I think that there's going to be uh, that I think that the Bills are going to over pursue Mahomes, and that they're going to they're going to leave guys like you know Watson and Rice uh, open too often. They're probably going to triple fucking Kelsey. But I I think that if there was ever a time for the Bills to win, it should be this week. But I think they also believe that themselves and mm-hmm. so that they're going to walk into this game thinking like oh it's Mahomes first you know Mahomes first game on the road never uh, in the playoffs never done that before but schematically I don't see how you look at this game and say well like the Bills offense is just so much better than than the, than the Chiefs defense because it, it really isn't yeah and also the Bills defense is super exploitable right now they're crazy uh hurt at the middle linebacker at the linebacker position in general and Travis Kelsey is still the best tight end in the league. So I think Andy Reid's going to know that. And I think he's just going to scheme for like a lot of slants like right in the middle. Because like the, once the Steelers figured that out, like then that's when the game became competitive again. So if Mason Rudolph can do that to you, I promise you that fucking Patrick Mahomes can do that shit to you. It's it's coming. So regardless of like him having a, essentially a, a set of fucking useless idiots as a receiver for the majority of the season. Okay. I'm excited for that game. That's actually a powerhouse game. Now that both teams are like looking genuinely good, anyone can win it. I can't. I don't have a. I don't have a, a locked in favor for Sunday. But let's take talk the about Chiefs. the Eagles. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I probably would take the Chiefs too. But I feel like Josh Allen had a really good game, and if he styles out, like you never know. The Eagles lost to the fucking Buccaneers. Can you believe? <laughs> can Not you lost, believe? dude? Not fucking lost. They got fucking smoked. Yeah, they got their asses beat. I mean, honestly, they looked so bad the last few weeks. It wasn't even really that surprising. Like I said, the Dallas game was the most surprising, least surprising game of the weekend. But like the Chiefs game or the the Eagles game was just unsurprising, dude. <laughs> like I was like, they just have looked like this. Sirianni's in over his head. You can't be bringing fucking Matt Patricia in to coach on your on your uh, on your staff ever, ever. We should know that already. Come on, guys, we know that already. And uh, yeah, it's too bad. Jason Kelsey's a fun personality, great center, and he's retired now. And that's a tough way to go out, having some moron fucking crash a well-built ship and go walk. And yeah, it's too bad because I know he's playing hurt, but there was a little bit of a like, let's make sure Jalen Hurts is the one that beats us. And he was not able to accomplish that. So that's not a good sign either. It's still a pretty sexy place to go coach, though. I wouldn't be surprised if Bill Belichick like get, holds Atlanta off for a couple of rounds uh, and, and you know, sees if anyone comes calling or if there's any firings. But um, they have a lot of good players. Uh, Ray, where do the Eagles go from here? I, I mean, do, do you take what's there and try to do something as currently constituted or are we in uh, rebuild territory but with how bad they looked? Well, I mean, they they continuously take uh chances when it comes to making trades and doing deals so i'm sure they're going to revamp their their roster i know swift is a free agent you know i don't know if they do something with one of their receivers uh you know to, he looked to... like shit by the way swift like he really looked bad so yeah. I, if you're going off what have you done for me lately i don't know if you want to oh yeah true no i'm saying so yeah they, they, they may they may feel the way you feel and, and letting him go but the thing is i mean once again the, the proof is in the putting the last six or seven weeks of the season they just didn't produce, and once again, between not not being able being able to produce, excuse me, and also not being not being healthy, you know, it was a perfect storm for, for for what it was. I thought it was great cinema to see the fans throw popcorn at Seriani. I know folks were getting emotional online about that, but I thought that was fucking great. You're done. 
You're fucking done. I, I, I just, I just thought that was, you know, I just want him to yell at your Adrian after that. It would have been great, but you know, he, he, he did. But it was, <laughs> but it, it, it was, it was cool to see. But yeah, I, I don't know where they go. They have, they have a lot of questions to answer. You know, Hertz has to come back to what he was last year in order for them, you know, to be that formidable opponent in the NFC and and you know, in the NFL overall. But who knows? Maybe, maybe they go after the guy that just left here in Foxborough, and they say, they say, hey, I'm, we'll just. If if they do so, I if you are relying on Julio or the or the skeleton of fucking Julio Jones right now in the playoff game, you know that your odds is in a bad way, and that's what was I mean with no AJ Brown, but I don't think I don't think I think we know someone else who went through a similar <laughs> a similar uh, iteration of Julio I, Jones not too long ago. Yeah, I don't think it would have mattered if AJ Brown played honestly, uh, just based on what we've seen the last six weeks. The offense was bad, but that fucking defense, that was a top five defense last year. In one year, just by adding one asshole with a pencil on his ear while holding a tablet that he can't use a pencil for, could teach that entire defense to forget how to fucking tackle. They just don't do it. They didn't do it. A guy that he traded or that he that he ran out of fucking Detroit, Darius Slay, all of a sudden, Two years ago was a pro bowler. Last year was a pro bowler. This year he looked fucking terrible again. Like that defense let them down. Hurts and the thing about Hurts this year is we know when they were ten and one. I think I said it on the show with uh, with UDK uh, when we were comparing like Purdy and Hurts. When Hurts was uh, behind, his passer rating and quarterback rating went up. That stopped happening in in week twelve, and I don't. I I truly don't know why. I don't know. If it was a Super Bowl hangover and maybe they ran out of fucking gas, but I I don't I don't think you can fire Sirianni. I don't think you right. can. He, you have he to. literally he literally won the Super Bowl or not won. He got he got to the Super Bowl last year. I mean, and he and he developed Jalen Hurts to to this point when when Peterson was still the coach. Did he though? Because those coordinators left and all of a sudden everything looked real, real shitty down there in Philadelphia. It looks like the brains of the operation maybe wasn't Nick Sirianni. I feel like that's what we learned this season. Yep, but I I'm feel like that's what we learned, man. I, I don't know. It seems like those guys were the Hurts whispers. And I think... Uh, Redesign. <laughs> I would take Bill Belichick. I, I think they will our oh, yeah. handoff for Bill Belichick. Or, or Jim Harbaugh. Or fucking Ben Johnson, honestly, uh, any of those three guys, be enemy. I would take him over over Sirianni right now. But anybody, honestly, there, there's I a, mean, there's I would just ten names. There's a list of ten names that are available that I would take over Sirianni right this second. I would just say that if you're looking to rebuild the confidence of a of a quarterback, Bill Belichick might not be the guy to bring in. Okay, maybe not Bill then, but there's an extensive list, and I think the franchise that moved on from Doug Peterson like three years after he won them a Super Bowl is the franchise that will fucking move on from this dildo who just can't do a press conference and can't fucking coach a team. Like, he's, what's he good for? He's good. They're going to move on from him. I fucking promise you. I promise you. He's he's not long for this world. He's walking in on, uh, actually, probably today. He already probably knows he's fired. Today's Tuesday. He already knows he's fucking fired. The public doesn't know yet. Schefter's been texting every every hour. Did you fire him yet? Did you fire him yet? He's fucked. He's fucked. He's walking. You're done. You're done. done. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go through real, real quick lightning round uh, for these last two minutes we have here. Uh, Texans, Ravens, Ray, who you got? Baltimore, Mike, Texans. Wow, I mean, if there's no stakes, why not? Uh, Packers, 49ers, Ray, who you got? San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, come on, Mike, Green Bay. Yes. Yeah, this is a theme. Uh, Buccaneers, Lions. Ray? I went back and forth on this. Tampa. Wow. Mike? Lions. Okay. Uh, Chiefs, Bills. Mike, we know you're, uh, you're Chiefs after your diatribe about how the Bills suck, <laughs> essentially. And uh, Ray, who you got? Chiefs, Bills. Well, going with Buffalo. Wow. Okay. I'm going to go Ravens, Niners, Lions, Chiefs. I'm taking all the favorites. Uh, yeah. So what a coward. Smart. What a sibling <laughs> coward. Well, gentlemen, I had a really good time watching Wild Card Weekend. I had a really good time talking about Wild Card Weekend with you. I think there's a lot of fun plot lines that have developed into this divisional round. 
And I'm excited to break down those games and preview the conference championships with you next week. But if not, this has been Missing the Point. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives' activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and... Hear the culture. Electric acid. Electric acid.